Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. Excited to be here with you. And here's this Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. Hey everybody. And we are excited to be with you all. Today we are talking about a subject that everybody loves. We are talking about the subject of? Giving. Giving. We're talking Woo. about giving. So we've been in this series where we're talking about pray, serve, give, and gather. So right. we're on the third week of this, and we're talking about giving. Giving and money are some of the most difficult things to talk about mm-hmm. yep. because everybody has an opinion, but we're going to try to base most of our opinions right now off of Scripture. That's right. So let's right. go ahead and start right there, okay. and then we'll dive in, okay? If you have your Bibles or you have your phone, just you can turn to Mark chapter 12, Verses 41 through 44. It's a story that are very familiar to you if you grew up in the church, but we want to pull some nuggets out of this that are super helpful. Here we go. Verse 41 starts by saying, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting the money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. Mm. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had and all that she had to live on. Isn't that beautiful? That's an amazing amazing passage. It's an amazing passage. So I want to start with a question, um, and I've always wanted to ask this question to people because I think it's super helpful and maybe just gives us some insight into where we really are when it comes to our finances and the topic of giving, especially giving to the church. So here's a question, and I want you to think about this for yourself. Here it is. What would happen if the whole church did what you do with your money? If the whole church gave what you give, would the church be prosperous or would it be bankrupt? Mm -hmm. And you're saying you want to ask this question to a lot of people all the time? I've wanted to ask that forever. You must be really fun at dinner parties. Hey, uh, thanks for having me over. <laughs> what would happen to the church? No, I'm just kidding. No, if it's you. <laughs> it's a, it's a great question. It's a great question. But as you said at the top, it really is that. <laughs> as you said, I like your confidence. As you said at the top, this is a topic that can be uncomfortable for people. It can be difficult for people to talk about. Yep. And that question, in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with that question at all. It's it is a good question. It's a helpful question to think yeah. through. And yet some people can find that almost like an inflammatory question. Sure. You know what I mean? Like people can get defensive and go, what are you asking me that for? Or, right. Or whatever. And and I guess the 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 thing that that would be helpful to look at is why do people go there? Like why why is it difficult? Why why are some people listening right now and their guard is up or you are two seconds to turning it over to an ESPN podcast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why, why do we, why do we feel that way? Um, and I, I think we talked about it before. Um, we talked about the three God substitutes that Tim Keller talks about, yeah. right? right. Um, which is, which is money, sex, and power. And basically what he's talking about is these are the three things that we trust in most easily. Like we're most easily drawn to, to put our trust in over God himself. And basically what we're talking about is to build idols into our life. 
And those things become incredibly precious to us. Why? Because that's what we trust. Like they are most important because they are they are providing for us and they're giving us what we need. And so when we talk about money and, and people get defensive, the reason why we get defensive and the reason why I've been defensive when people when people ask about money or I've thought about money is because it's an idol in my life mm. because it is the God substitute that I'm trusting right there. And so when you're asking that question, what would the church look like? based on my giving, or when someone's asking a question about about generosity or whatever, what you're doing is you're going into one of the most secret, safe, sacred, sacred. parts of my heart, yeah. which is where I've put this idol, and yeah. how dare you come in and touch it, right? Yeah. And so, and, and, and it's true, though, because let me ask you this. If money's your deal, if you're listening out there, money's your deal, and, and you're feeling all these feelings— well, let's use the other two God substitutes, power and sex. What if I came to you and talked to you about your authority and power? Well, if it's not your idol, you're probably like, I don't care. I don't care. We can Keep talk talking. about it, right? Keep yeah. talking. Yeah, like what What do you have to say about it? And so it's an interesting thing that, that the question that Pastor Mike asked, which I think is super helpful, if our first response is defensiveness, if our first response is even guilt That's or a even, clue. even getting angry, it is. it's a clue, right? It's a yeah. clue. It's, we've done what Jesus said, follow the treasure and you find the heart. That's right. And, and so we're finding, we're finding the heart, which could be really alarming for a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can't serve two masters. And so the idea... Who said that? Jesus. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Matthew, Sounds good. Matthew Sounds chapter good. 6. That's a good one. <laughs> So yeah, Matthew chapter six, Jesus talks about you can't serve two masters, either love the one and hate the other. Um, And so here's the idea. As Pastor Mike asked the question, how does your giving determine how we prosper as a church? Well, think about that. That's a great question. If Jesus is your master, then you would be free to use money in an appropriate way. Well, but you'll if, funnel it where he wants you to funnel it right. if you prioritize him. Right. But if if he's not your master and money's your master, you're enslaved to it. And so you're no longer able or free. You're actually enslaved to it. And so instead of prospering others, you're just you're in bondage. Which before we even, you know, started the podcast today, we were talking and throwing some of these ideas out and we talked about money as a cultural idol. It's not right. like one of those small things, it's a big thing. I actually think sexuality is a cultural idol today too, yeah, too as well. Like these are these are two gigantic things that sure. that we struggle with as a culture. Um and and they also give to us identity. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, right. our finances and and what we what we earn, what we keep, what we make, even how we spend says something about who we are. Yep. It begins to shape us. And so if we are not shaping how we think about money, then money will be shaping us. Yeah. It's 100% right. You know? And so right. I think I think a big piece of this, like we hear questions. And so let's run through some of these things. You know, Sometimes people will come up and say, Pastor Grant, you said you had somebody that, that came up and said this. Um, and I know I have too. And Clint, I know you have as well. Yep. Someone comes up and says, hey, I can't really give to the church you know, because of you know whatever circumstance that they're in. I can't really give to the church, but because I can't give to the church, I'm going to give my time. Right. Right. I mean, as yeah. if those two things are equal. Are they equal? No, not at all. No. I, I mean, the, my response actually to this person was, um, I think it's great that you giving that you give your time. I think it's great that you're serving. Jesus talked about that. That's like right. he absolutely laid out that as an example. But also separate from serving, he laid out giving. He right. laid out money. Right. And and that's the thing. Like I think some people are gonna hear this podcast and, and maybe maybe you kinda roll your eyes and you go, Of course these pastors at this church are sure. saying the <laughs> church is the center of your life. You should funnel your money to sure. the church. Like of yeah. course they're gonna say that. But can we go back to Jesus and the widow's might? 
um, when he's, again, he's teaching about money again, which is different from service. They're not the same thing. Right. But when, when, he, when, he's teaching about, when he's teaching about this, he mentions amounts. Yes, he does. He mentions amounts. He says this rich person gave large amounts. a lot, yeah. Yeah. and then this, this widow gave, from a financial standpoint, almost nothing. But it, she gave more. Jesus said it's actually a better offering. It's a better gift. So right. when Jesus is teaching about this, he doesn't care. He's not trying. Like, he doesn't need your money. Right. He's not trying to get your money. Right. He's trying to get your heart. That's right? Exactly right. And so when someone comes to me and says, well, I can't give money because I don't have a lot, but I can give my time. Well, then if you're not willing to let go of, of that money, I, I'm not after the 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 little that you have. Jesus isn't after the little that you have, or or what you think is a little, by the way, because we can talk right. we can talk about yeah. perspective being a little bit off. But that's exactly right. But he's not after what you the little that you think you have. He's after your heart because it's like Pastor Mike just said. If we aren't directing where our money goes, like our money's directing us, and so when Jesus mm. is teaching on money, he's after your heart. Yeah. And that's what I said to that person. I said, look, I don't know what your finances are. I don't I don't know the 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 money that you have, the money that you don't, but Serving, like giving your time and giving from your finances are doing two different things, right? right? And so, again, if, if you're not giving with your resources, then you're not demonstrating your trust in the Father. And so you're, you're, you're just strengthening this idol. And that's what's alarming. It's mm-hmm. not that the church needs whatever that, that amount is, right? Like God will provide for God us. God provides. But, yep. but he's after, it's a, it's a heart issue. It's a really big deal. It is. And giving today is so different than it was back in the first century. Listen to the text again, because you can, you can hear these words and miss this really big idea here in verse 41. Listen, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. So in that first century, Jesus was standing at the front of the room as everybody went forward to give their offerings in the yeah. big copper pot right. that they threw in. Now, how did he know they had large amounts of money? They didn't put, he didn't put in a check. You wouldn't right. know the amount. Right. You could hear it. Yeah. And the entire group of people could hear all those coins going, bing, 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 bing. Right. You know, it was like they hit the jackpot. Oh, that guy's rich. And then that one little widow's mite was just like, bing. You know, it's right. just one little sound, one little thing, right? But for us, for some reason, giving has become giving has become a private thing. Mm, yeah. In the Bible, giving is not a private thing. Giving is a public thing. It's a, something that we do to show our heart. I mean, this is why Ananias and Sapphira. Mm. I mean, if you remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira, right. They were um, they were actually killed by God uh, because right. they lied about their tithing, right? Yeah. And that was a huge that was a huge issue. Why? Because they didn't have to come forward and say, here's what I gave. They came forward and misrepresented what they were. Yep. Mm. They, mis- they made themselves look like they were disciples by saying they were giving more than they actually were. Yeah, I think some of it is people are taking out of context Matthew chapter 6. Right. When Jesus says, hey, when you give, don't let your left hand see your right hand. Right. And the point, though, is he's speaking to the Pharisees in context. Yeah. Mm. And what they're doing is they're giving so that everyone could see and think they're great. That's right. He's not saying, hey, don't give in public no. or don't give generously. No, he's saying don't do it with the heart that says it's all about me. Yeah, I think that's that I so good, Clint. Because I've heard I've heard people say, "Oh, I you know I, I can't sign something because you know I can't let everyone know what I'm giving. Like yep. the left hand can't know what my right hand's doing." It's just a misinterpretation of that verse, right. and you that's very right. astutely say that. You know, I think honestly, a big piece of this the puzzle for us right now is recognizing you you kind of hinted at this, Grant, a second ago the relative wealth that we possess today. Mm. You know, I mean, we have so much. 
You yeah. know, for many of us, it's not an either or question, you know? I mean, when I was in college, I worked for UPS and I would load trucks in the middle of the night and it was just a dirty, hard, difficult job. And I got paid $8 an hour for it, which was mm -hmm. a lot of money for me at that point in time. You Still know, have a uniform? Me. I don't. I don't. Do you wish you did? I, He's I, lying. Wouldn't it be He's awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so, that be awesome. so here's what's so bad about it. We were, we were in the trucks, like we were loading semi trucks. We didn't have uniforms. It was That's awful. Sad. But we tithed on that. My wife and I were dating and we were talking about giving and we were doing stuff like that. And she was working as a nanny while she was in graduate school. And we tithed off a little bit of money that we made. And then when we got out, we got married. I remember <laughs> she made $23,000 a year working for Harcourt Brace textbook publishing company as a marketing writer. And I worked at Florida Hospital in their center for psychiatry and I made $8 an hour. And when we got those two jobs, which really were like two months before we got married, yeah, two months, right? When we got those jobs, we thought we were rich. We we're mm. like, oh my gosh, right. like this is so much. How will we ever spend this money? And then, you know, your lifestyle begins to chase yeah, sure. your sure. income. Yep. And because of that, there's no margin. And because of that, we right. constantly feel like we don't have enough. Mm. That's right. You know, so I, I think what's so beautiful about the widow's mite story is that she knew she didn't have enough. That's mm. right. And she gave the very last of what she had. So when, when someone comes and says, hey, I'm going to give or I'm going to serve instead of giving, um, that's not the same thing. And you said that, Pastor Grant, that that is not the same thing. So what we're doing is we're basically saying to God, I'm going to trust you even with the very last bits of who we are. When we've raised money for campaigns and stuff like that in the past, the, some of the sweetest things in the whole world are some of the older people that will come up and they'll just give a little bit. You know, They're like, this is what I can do. And I know it's a stretch mm. for them. I know it costs them something. Right. It's part of the moral of the story of the right. widow's might is that it cost her everything. Mm, that's right. And Jesus said, man, this is attributed to her it's faith. Huge. The yeah. primary difference, and that's the challenge that continues to be for all of us, um, whether you whether you're you're giving well or not, the primary challenge is is here. The difference between their gifts was not uh, a certain dollar amount. The difference between their gifts was um it cost the widow something yes. and it didn't cost him anything. Like he gave out of his abundance. He wasn't going to miss that gift. And that's where the bar keeps getting raised in generosity for us as Christians. That's right. Yep. Is, is uh, there are times where my wife and I increase our giving and it's and it costs us something and we miss it. Our life has changed. Like it really is a sacrifice. We're like, oh man, what what could we do with, with that yeah. money? And, and it's gone. But guess what? Like life changes and you adjust. And now that, that gift, to be quite honest, it's not... It's not costing us what it what it once was. Yeah. It's not. It's not. And so the bar continues to be raised, right? So I, when we think about tithing, and, and tithing is absolutely ten percent, right? And we see Jesus affirm that in the yep, Gospels. And, we do. But but we see it as it's the base. It's not the goal. It's the bottom. It's the bottom. It's, it's, it's the where point. it's it's where we start. Um, and and so that's that's a continual challenge. And I also want to add to that too. Um, just thinking about like again, Jesus coming after our heart because. In giving, as uh, Clint already quoted Jesus, like you can't serve two masters. You're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. And can I just say as somebody, and I'm sure you guys have been there too, as somebody who has served money for a lot of years, he's a terrible master. Yeah, yeah, Money's absolutely. a terrible, terrible so master. You, you just have, you have anxiety all the time. Yeah. Can I tell you, just like just recently, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who makes incredibly good money. Yep. He's incredibly successful in his field, makes incredibly good money. Um, you know what he said? He said, I'm, I think about it all the time, 
and I'm worried about it all the time. Mm, and I right. go, but you have, like, you have it, though. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, yep. you have it. Do you even think about, like, is there a chance you're not going to pay a bill? Like, well, no, of course not. Is there a chance you're not going to have money in your savings? No, of course not. Is there a chance? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has more than enough, and but he's been trusting it for so long. He's been holding on to it for so long that that that's his master and it's a terrible master he's a it's a bad god to serve and and it's and that's all that that he gives him and i'll tell you what that like what we get from god is we choose him as our master that's right i mean from my own from my own perspective of years of not trusting out their money to right. now trusting out their money i i, I don't worry like yeah. i don't have anxiety over that money i don't have like there's just it's one of the blessings. Just I mean, give you this peace. Yeah. It, it's a peace thing. I mean, yeah. you know, Malachi yeah. chapter three talks about that. You know, which is really really weird. It's the only place in the Bible where it's almost like God contradicts Himself. I know He doesn't, but He says, "Test me in this." Yeah. yeah. And other places it says, "Don't test the Lord your God." It's wild. You know. Yeah. But He's like in this one area, yeah. money, and it's because it can be such a false identity. It can be such yeah. a false idol. It is a direct competitor to God. That's why He Jesus says in that verse, "You can serve God." Or money. Now, it doesn't say that like you can serve God or sexuality, or you can serve God or pride, or you, you know, just he yep. says money. Why? Because it's such a heart stealer from it's us sometimes. Sometimes people will ask us the question. They'll say something like this: like I give to all kinds of things, and the church is just one part of it. Yeah. And so I want to talk about that a little bit, just for a second. I want you guys to jump in. When people say that, they're saying essentially like we're just going to divide up. Um, a, a 10% or a little bit of what we have. And we're going to give a little to the church. We're going to give a little to the American way. We're going to give some to the heart association. We're going to give some to Samaritan's purse or whatever it is that they're going to give to. And as if, as if the church was one charity among many mm. to which I want to say the church has a charitable status by the government, but the church is not a charity. The church is the church. Right. And we're called as Christians to put the church first in all things. Right? right. I mean, the church is the center of a Christian's life and Jesus is the center of the church. And so the reason why I asked the question early on, if you did with your money, just like everyone else did with their money, right? Or if everyone else did what you did with your money, what would happen to the church? See, because some of us, they would give, and we've already addressed this, like some people don't give anything at all. Yep. And so the church would literally collapse in three, four months just because we wouldn't have any resources to go off of. So, so, so for those of us who are not giving, we're not certainly not putting the church first. We're not putting Jesus first in that because if we're putting Jesus first, we're going to love the things that Jesus loves, which is the church, which is the counter to the argument that, of course, a bunch of pastors would want people to give sure. to the yeah. church. I was giving to the church 10% plus before I was a pastor. Why? Because I'm a Christian, right? Right. And then on the other side of the equation, now let's, let's kind of take a look at this. We've talked about those who don't give. What about those who have so much? And you, you talked about this person who made so much money. Mm -hmm. For them, tithing may be too low of a standard. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because, again, it's about the heart. It's not about the amount. Right. That's right. Right? And so sometimes people will interpret that and go, oh, so I can just get a low amount. Well, no, that's a revelation of your heart. You right. know what I mean? You're like, it's not about the heart. It's not about the dollar amount. It's about the, it's about the heart. Well, it represents your heart. And so if you have a million dollars, you get a million dollars every year, you get that great salary going, Right. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm just going to give 10%. Well, that's pretty easy for you. Grant, just a second ago, I think you hit on the very nature of the parable itself. And that was giving true biblical giving always costs you something. Yep. Yeah. Like Sacrifice. you should be, yeah, you should be able to look at your life and say, I don't have this, this, and this because I give to Christ church. Which by the way, the, the giving of that, making that sacrifice, revealing your heart, um, 
the Bible is very clear. Like God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. And so we cheerfully give to what we love. My my twins um, just had a birthday a couple of months ago. And when I went to go buy their gifts, you know what I didn't do? I didn't say, where's the sale? This is good enough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I okay, so I know my daughter wants this, yeah. but there's something similar to it. And it actually costs a little bit less. Like instead what I'm doing is like, I am going above and beyond. We're setting a budget, and then mm. I'm exceeding the budget. Yeah. And by the way, I'm exceeding it joyfully. But that's because you're a good father. Because yep. I love her, and yep. I can't wait to... And, and by the way, it costs us. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it costs right. us. It's, it's not just like I, we come back and we go, okay, we set, a, we set a budget, which was already generous. We've exceeded the budget. Oh, well, that money will just appear. No, no, no. We're yeah. taking that from somewhere else. It's causing something. And let me tell you, I'm happy to do it yeah. because I because I, right. I love her so much and so in the same way, as we as we give and we give cheerfully, it's revealing like it's revealing a love reveals, for God. Yeah, it's revealing it that. Like so, I'm happy to give. Practically speaking, I mean, if you're listening and you're going, I make a good income. Things are looking good. You know, I give when I can. And um, what does that look like to give sacrificially? It may mean that in your status in your life and your current position that you put off a project at the house or you put off a project at where whatever it is, or you don't buy that boat, or you don't get that thing, and you say, you know what, this year I'm going to intentionally invest in a, in a new way, in a higher way, in an increased way where I feel like, cool. man, this is going to hurt us on some level. Really what it's going to do is it's going to hurt your hobby or hurt your, or your whatever that's going on in your life, and you're saying, I want to invest in the kingdom by giving generously this year. As a matter of fact, Gene and I, um, it's not that we're banking, but uh, we we wanted to do a project in our house. And uh, this is actually pre-COVID-19. Uh, we put the project aside and said, no, we want to give generously and even be prepared to give more generously in, later in the year. And, uh, and we have had so much peace and joy and just like, I'm not kidding. I think we've had maybe five or six conversations as a couple at night and said, we're so glad we didn't do that. Like, we're mm. so glad that we're, yeah, good. We, we have peace in our hearts and we, we don't want to be consumers all the time. We want right. to give back. So, so Clint, I, I have a similar situation. I have a really, really wealthy friend and this guy just has so much money that like, I can't even hardly comprehend myself. And, uh, and he asked me, he told says, you to stop he talking goes, about me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes, um, how do I sacrifice mm. in my giving? Because for him, he's like, I'd have to give away everything that I have to feel it at all. Mm. You know? And I told him, I said, listen, it's not about that. It's about prioritizing your life mm. because sometimes what will happen is, you know, you, in order for you to prioritize your giving, in order to feel it being sacrificial, you have to lose something in the moment in order to gain something else. Hmm. And so if I'm going to gain a better witness with God, that sometimes means I'm going to have to lose something in this life. Yep. I mean, I'm going to have to let go of something here so that I can gain something there, right. you know? And that's this biblical picture of money. And it, and it is this, it is this taskmaster that can either tear us apart or it can bless us. Yeah. I mean, I want, I want everybody to know that goes to grace. Like I pray all the time for financial success for everybody that attends our church all hmm. the time. Like I don't have any fears for praying that, but I also want you to know that I pray for that because I want you to be able to fully fund the kingdom as well. Mm. You know, so the church is not something that should be considered last; it should be considered first. Yeah, and that's a biblical principle of first fruits. You know, we give of our best, not of our last. And that, you know, next time we talk about money, we could talk about Cain and Abel and how that's that was the fundamental problem right there. You know, Cain wanted to hold on to what he had, and Abel gave the best of everything that he had to God. You know, and the beautiful thing about that is we're giving to a Father who loves us. Yeah. 
and desires to bless us. His desire is not to hold out on you or to hold back from you. His desire is to give to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his most precious gift to us in Jesus Christ. And so for us, our job, at least financially in giving, is to give back. Which, by the way, maybe some of you are listening and you have this thought of, after, especially after hearing Pastor Clint's testimony and Pastor Mike's testimony, of, you know what, I think I need to do this. Like, you have the sacrifice sure. in your head. I think this is what my next step in giving looks like. And it might look weird, and it might not make sense to you. That's right. But that's like that's what our generosity this side of heaven looks like. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's an otherworldly generosity, right? You know, and we are we are setting up for ourselves what we're storing up treasures in heaven. So when we're looking around and we're not storing up treasures on earth, and that's what everyone else is doing, yeah, it's going to look weird. Yep. It's going to look a little weird. Countercultural. But yep. but that's what we're doing. We're storing up treasures in heaven. And so I will let go of what I need to let go of here so that I can grab hold of what Christ has for Amen. me there. Yeah. Amen. That's, good. That's great. So if you're wondering what your next step is on this, I would encourage you to do something very practical, and that is sign up uh, for online giving so that you make it regular and not emotional. You make it consistent and not inconsistent. You can do that at discovergrace.com forward slash give. Or at the end of another podcast, we love you guys. We're so grateful for you. We hope that this has been helpful to you. And if it has, please rate and review the next steps on Apple Podcasts. This is Pastor Mike. Pastor Clint. And Pastor Grant. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Due to the coronavirus, Grace is not gathering in person right now, but we're still worshiping and learning together online each week. Find out how you can be a part of Grace at Home at discovergrace.com.